0: faith that not of yourselves it is the gift of God for by grace am I saved through faith that not of myself it is the gift of God can you give thanks to the Lord for his saving grace over your life Lord I give you thanks for your saving grace over my life your grace saved me your grace found me and your grace is sustaining me today I want to thank you For your grace unto salvation that appeared unto me jesus your son i want to thank you for your grace sustaining me all through life i want to thank you because despite the challenges of life your grace sustains me i want to thank you for your grace that enables me so giving thanks for enabling grace enabling grace in case you are wondering yourself how are you coping there is enabling grace, there is sustaining grace because of saving grace. Lord I want to thank you because your grace enables me, your grace sustains me because your grace has saved me. I want to thank you because from the cross my victory flows from the cross my victory is guaranteed I want to thank you for your holy spirit who dwells in me who lives in me who speaks through me who acts through me who inspires me who influences me I want to thank you for the heritage of your word that I have your word a light unto my path your word a lamp unto my feet your word that is my strength your word that contains my heritage i want to thank you for your love concerning me your love indescribable your love unconditional i want to praise you for your mercies oh god your mercies oh god with which you deal with me i want to thank you because you withhold from me the judgment due to me on account of your mercy i want to thank you because in grace you give to me what i do not deserve i want to thank you i want to praise you you are good and your mercies Endure forever this morning. Remember the blood of Jesus. So, this morning, remember the blood. If you know what salvation means, then you know what the blood means. Remember the blood this morning. I remember the blood, the blood of Jesus. I remember the blood, the blood of my victory. I remember the blood, the blood of my salvation. I remember the blood, the blood of my redemption. I remember the blood, the blood of my consecration. I remember the blood, the blood of my sanctification. I remember the blood, the blood of my. justification i'm no more under condemnation i've been justified because of the blood and the blood is my heritage thank you father for the blood of jesus you are good and your mercies endure forever so ask him to speak to you again this morning lord i ask you to speak to me this morning In a clear manner In a definite manner In a specific manner Lord speak to me this morning Tell him to focus his word upon your life this morning Lord focus your word upon my life Lord focus your word upon my specific situations and circumstances today In the name of Jesus Can you ask the Lord to stir up Every stagnant pool? every stagnant pond that there be a stirring up by the fire of a holy ghost in your life today it is, is, is tearing up is tearing up it is, is tearing up the bible says it is the fire that causes the waters to boil it is the fire that causes the waters to boil as for the fire of the holy ghost to bring a boiling to your waters that every stagnant pool be steered up at the place of prayer if you don't mind stand to your feet some are not praying lord i ask let the fire of the holy ghost steer me up steer me up let the fire cause the waters to boil concerning me oh God everything that is dead everything that is inactive that is meant for my purpose for my fulfillment and my satisfaction let the fire of your spirit steer them up let there be a steering up let there be a steering up let there be a steering up of every resource of every deposit of every kingdom asset that has been in me let there be a staring up let there be a staring up let there be a staring up this morning let there be a staring up may you see a dimension of glory that you have never seen before May you experience a dimension of the outworkings of the Spirit of the Lord that you are totally unfamiliar with in the name of Jesus May this be the beginning of a greater dimension of revelation and power and your walk with God in the name of Jesus And no more will you bow to defeat Okay, no more will I bow to defeat No more will I bow to shame. No more will I bow to the adversary. I walk in victory. I walk in strength. I walk in power. And I do exploits for the Lord my God. Thank you Father. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Good morning everybody. Thank you Sweet Samus. Thank you everyone who is making church possible for us today. I want to say a very big thank you. Let's settle down. It is time for God's word. Let's settle down. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I want to appreciate uh, members of the aesthetics department for cleaning up the church, getting it ready for service, restroom managers looking after the restroom, doing something that most people would rather not do in a public place like church. I want to thank God for members of the security department keeping watch over things that belong to us out there. In the dust, in the rain, they're out there. I want to thank God for those in the greatest. Did somebody smile at you this morning on your way to church? If they don't smile, report them. Part of what they must do is to smile at you. Amen. I'm serious. If they don't smile, report them. Say there's one of them. smile. Report that person. You know, because they must smile, they must greet you and welcome you to church. I want to thank God for people like that. I want to thank God for the ushers. I want to thank God for the rock media. I want to thank God for those in the camera crew, whether photography or videography. Thank you. I want to thank God for the intercessors that came to pray earlier this morning. I want to thank God for them. I want to thank God for people who are walking in church, making church, church. I'm not thanking God for those who only come and sit down as well with you. Amen. Did you hear what I said? I want to thank God for the choir. I want to thank God for the instrumentalists. I want to thank God for the transport unit. I want to thank God for the protocol unit. I want to thank God for instructors of a Yoruba section up there. People are walking in church. Where are you? Some do not belong anywhere, they have been visitors in the house of God and spectators for as long as you can imagine. Let that change When you are around When you are in town Let us know you are in town When you are out of town Let us know also Because we will feel your absence Some people whether they are around or not Nobody knows Are, Are you getting it? Aha Pastor going to the message This is the message Why come to church? To serve God This is the message Moreover, it is required in them that are stewards, that a man be found faithful. Who is a steward? A steward who is one who manages the property or the estate of another. We are called into management. But the style of kingdom management the Lord has given to us is ownership management. You are managing it as a representative of the owner, but you carry ownership mentality because at the end of the day, it's coming back to you. Hallelujah. It's coming back. So let there be change Some don't come for midweek service You will never see them In fact you can be sure that this person Cannot come on Wednesday This person will never come on Friday And there is an injunction in scriptures There is a commandment in scriptures We are not to forsake the gathering Of one another And so much the more As what? As we see the day approach Which day is that day that is approaching? (laughs) The Lord is coming The day of the Lord is coming Hallelujah Listen Serve God Enjoy serving God Amen Do I cut the picture of somebody that is struggling to serve God? I don't. Hallelujah. I don't. Amen. So when we are calling you to service in the kingdom of God, we are not calling you to a life that is drab and dry. No. We are calling you to life in abundance. To the full till it overflows. We are calling you to eternal life. The everlasting life. The life that is self-reproducing. The Zoe life of God in that life is light in that life is life physical life in that life is health in that life is restoration in that life is joy in that life is promotion and deliverance in that life is wealth and riches and glory and blessing and honor in that life is everything that is good and godly hallelujah so we have been commanded because it's an injunction of the word of the Lord To gather together like this And to worship the Lord Amen So it's a commandment Okay I want to thank God for everyone Who is in church today Whether those who belong to departments Or those who do not belong to any department <laughs> Hallelujah So God commanded and we should obey it because it's a commandment from God that we should gather together and have church even though we are the church. But you'll agree with me that when you've been out of church, your local assembly for a while, you begin to miss your your church. I don't know whether it happens to you. Anytime I'm not in my local church and this is my local church, maybe I'm out of town. You know, one day is still okay, three days one can manage, but one week. I'm going to check what's going on, Swiss Army, what are they singing? I'm monitoring. And there could be six hours, seven hours time difference between us. I will get up to monitor, you know, to listen, <laughs> to have the feeling. Why? My connection, my roots are in my local. There's something spiritual about church. But some people, when they are outside church, they are happy. So it tells you those ones need a doctor because they are sick. It's a spiritual sickness. The doctor that requires a spiritual doctor. The medication is spiritual. Believe me. Amen. Your local assembly, three weeks, nothing spoiled. You are in danger. To yourself, and you are in danger waiting to happen to somebody else. Believe me. Amen. So there is something about church. There is something about your local assembly. There is this connection. That brings you joy and satisfaction. Hallelujah. Never lose it. Never outgrow that place of fondness for God's presence. Never outgrow it. Amen. Okay. This is the age of a dispensation. Or this is the dispensation of a church. Why come to church? Because this is the era of the church. In human history. Time and history go together. Why? History is the study of past events. So if you are looking at events, events take place in time, at least by the reckoning of man. You are a product of time. I am a product of time. Otherwise, we won't say, how old are you? When we ask for your age We are reminding you that you are a product of time And that you live in time Even though your origin Is eternal The spirit of man Is from eternity And eventually the spirit of man Will return to eternity But man Lives in time After which he goes back to eternity History Now The dealings of God are in times and seasons with his children. Incidentally, the history of today's contemporary world is directly linked to church history. I hope you know that. Church history is world history. I hope you know that. The dating system we have right now is from the church. I hope you know that. We call this 2023 A.D. What does A.D. mean? Anno domino. Hallelujah. Some people will say after the death of Christ. Amen. Who is still with me up to now? So this dispensation, this time period in the history of humanity... Is what is called the church age. I will try as much as possible this morning not to sound complex. And I will try to simplify some things we'll be reading from scriptures. Not because I think some of us are strange to God's word, but because we are at different levels of our spiritual work. With God. Hallelujah. So we are in the church age right now. 2023 is church age. Amen. So it's therefore important that we maximize the benefits of this age. I tell parents, from my own experience as a young person. That when your children are growing up, enjoy them. When fathers get home, they say, I've been busy all day. And the children want to climb on his head and so on and so on. They say, so 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 so, leave me alone, let me rest. Please let them climb on you. Amen. You know why? They're going to leave in a short while. And when they now leave, you are the one to be calling them. Hey, hey, me. You didn't ask after your dad. They you said, see, honestly, I'm very busy. I'll call you back. I'll call you back. I'm at the meeting right now. I'll call you back. I'll call you back. I'll call you back. He may not call back, daddy. The next day, you'll be the one to, ah, You said you will call me back say, Honestly, daddy, I forgot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, let's gist now. You are not the one looking for them. When they were looking for you, you were not there. Maximize every season of life. Hallelujah. So maybe you are still a young parent. Maximize every season of life. Our grandpas and grandmas are here. It is just daddy and mommy in the house. And when visitors come to greet them and they come with little children, you see how their faces light up. The mother is saying, don't go there. People are saying, "Let, let him go anywhere he wants to go. Let him be free. Nobody has been scattering this house. Maximize your seasons. Maximize the church age. Let's go to Daniel's prophecy. Hallelujah. It is the age of the church. Daniel chapter 9, from verse 21. Generally, we call that place, Daniel 9, 21 to 27, we call that the vision of the 70 weeks of Daniel. How many people remember? The 70 weeks of Daniel. Now, each week is a period of seven years. Amen. So, Daniel used symbolic language to experience time dispensations. Are we still together? So when he said weeks, because there are seven days and one week, is the vision of the seven weeks of Daniel. I'll read from verse 21. I'm using the New Living Translation for those who are um, watching from the screen. As I was praying, Gabriel, whom I had seen in the earlier vision, came swiftly to me at the time of the evening sacrifice. In the Old Testament, there was the time of the morning sacrifice, and then there was the time of the evening sacrifice. A bond offering was, was offered in the morning, 9 a.m., precisely. And another one was offered in the evening, 3 p.m., precisely. Their own day, the Jewish day, ended at 6 p.m., not 12 midnight like our own. So 3 p.m. for them was evening. Hello. For us, it will be afternoon. Uh-huh. Are you getting it? It is interesting to know that Jesus was nailed to the cross at 9 a.m., It's interesting to know that at 3 p.m. he gave up the ghost on the cross. The morning bond offering, the evening bond offering. So this was, I I just said that so that students of the Bible here It won't interest some other people. What is he saying? Let's read. (laughs) Hallelujah. Okay, I'll start again from verse 21. As I was praying. Gabriel, whom I had seen in the earlier vision, came swiftly to me at the time of the evening sacrifice He explained to me, Daniel, I have come here to give you insight and understanding The moment you began praying, a command was given And now I am here to tell you what it was For you are very precious to God Listen carefully so that you can understand the meaning of your vision Even Daniel did not understand what he saw So he needed an interpretation of the vision that he saw A period of seventy sets of seven. That's why I said let's read from the New Living. If you are using Old King James, it says seventy weeks. But this one says a period of seventy sets of seven has been decreed for your people and your holy city to finish their rebellion. Take take note: seventy sets of seven. First set, second set third set, and so on. Sets of seven. You will see that they are not contiguous. That means uh, they don't necessarily have to follow each other. Like two will follow one. Like six will follow five. Are we together? I needed to say that so that we can have a proper understanding of the scripture we are reading. Let's go back. That's why I said I, will, I believe the Holy Spirit will help me as much as possible to make this uh, simple. But then, but then, there are times you want to give uh, some bone that is not harmful to your little child. What does bone contain? Calcium. There are times you want to give at times we say biscuit bone. When the child is getting to four or five, you can give drumsticks. You know what drumsticks are? You eat the thigh and then you give the bone to the child. And the child will put in saliva all over the place. It thinks he's eating chicken. Doesn't know that's not chicken. That's the bone. Some parents are, God forgive you. They thought some of us, when we were small, that the leg of chicken was delicious. Innocently, we believed. Age four, age five, you believed that the leg of chicken was was nice. But the older we got, we realized there was something called uh, the upper thigh. And then there was something called the lower thigh. Ah, So this one is in chicken. Who sold us the lie that uh, the leg of a chicken... There is no flesh in that leg. (laughs) If you're not careful, you will eat the nail. So there are times we introduce some bones, even to young ones, so that their teeth can be strengthened, so that they can exercise that buccal area. Hallelujah, because there are muscles all over the place. Am I right or wrong? Okay, so this is like one of those instances. For some, it's no big deal. But for some, what is he saying? It's boon. But it's a soft bull. Hallelujah. Okay, a period of 70 sets of seven has been decreed for your people and your holy city to finish their rebellion. So Jerusalem's rebellion will be finished, meaning there will be no more rebellion. Not only that. To put an end to their sin, sin will be completely destroyed. Do you know sin? Christ has abolished sin. He destroyed sin in his flesh. But sin is still in the world. I hope you know. Uh, Sin is still in the world. Sin is in church this morning. Let's not deceive ourselves. Sin is in church this morning. Sin came to church this morning. Somebody is looking at me and saying, ah, pastor. Yes. Church is a hospital for sick people. (laughs) hallelujah some of us are in recovery different stages of recovery but some, the viral load the load of the virus is still heavy as they are carrying virus of malice, they are carrying virus of unforgiveness and bitterness and so on heavy they need spiritual antibiotics not just oral They must take IV, intravenous. In that case, they have to be on admission. How many of us have ever been on admission in church? You see now. Okay, let's go back to the scripture. Why am I going back and forth like this? Let's read. So he said... To finish their rebellion, number one, to put an end to their sin, number two, to atone for their guilt, number three, to bring in everlasting righteousness. Everlasting righteousness. So, this is talking about something that will take place beyond now in human history. To confirm the prophetic vision and to anoint the most holy place. What Daniel saw that he did not understand. Was such that it was beyond his day. So that was why he needed the angel to come and interpret the vision to him. Right now. There is no physical most holy place anymore. Way back then. They had a holy place. And they had the most holy place. They had the outer courts. They had the inner court. In the inner court, they had the holy place. And then they had the most holy place. And between the holy place and the most holy place, there was a thick curtain separating them. You don't have access there. Your access is not automatic. So, 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 if the angel was talking, or if the vision was suggesting That the most holy place would have been made atonement for. In the days of Daniel, that was a sacred place. But there was no everlasting righteousness there. So this was beyond his day. Somebody said this was beyond his day. Let's Let's go on. Let's go on. So to anoint the most holy place. Now listen and understand. Seven sets of seven plus 62 sets of seven. Ah, you see that now? Seven sets of seven plus another 62 sets of seven to make a total of 69 sets of seven all capturing different events in human history. Church. Some say, why come to church? Because some of us don't understand some things about church. Now listen and understand, seven sets of seven plus 62 sets of seven will pass From the time the command is given to rebuild Jerusalem until a ruler, the anointed one, comes. Who gave the order to rebuild Jerusalem? Who? Have you forgotten kings like Cyrus? Whose mother was a Hebrew? Have you forgotten kings like... Xexus, or Ataxexus or serious, who looked at Nehemiah and said, Why is your countenance like this? Kilon Shea, what's your stress, Nehemiah? And Nehemiah said, Why won't I look sad when my father's city lies in ruins and the walls of Jerusalem have been demolished and burnt? And the king said, Make your request. And quickly he prayed on his feet. So there are times to learn to pray on your feet. Imagine Nehemiah having to go and look for um, headrest to cover his head. And then to assume a posture of prayer, to kneel down. And the king is waiting for him to give his request. And he's doing all that. The king will be looking, is this guy normal like this? Because that's what religion teaches. But he was so pragmatic He was so practical You are distracting me He was so pragmatic He was so practical And quickly he made his request to the king And the king said granted There was a time the commandment was issued For the city of Jerusalem To be rebuilt And Nehemiah was key In doing that And Ezra was key in strengthening the hands of Nehemiah to do that. Be a student of the Bible. and get the juice because I don't have time. For, that's not, that's, oh, wow. Okay, so from that time that the command to rebuild Jerusalem is given, then this time period we are looking at, the 70 sets of seven will begin. That's the, that's the kickoff point. Okay, where was I? Says now, listen and understand 70 sets of seven plus 62 sets of seven, seven sets of seven, I beg your pardon, plus 62 sets of seven will pass from the time the command is given to rebuild Jerusalem until a ruler, the anointed one, comes. Who is the ruler? Who is the anointed one that was to come? Jesus. So, what Daniel saw was beyond his day. Daniel was taken captive to Babylon, 586 BC, Babylonian captivity of Judah, remember? And uh, he was uh, a mouthpiece, an advisor, a counselor to not less than four kings, Daniel. Ah, it's good to be a person of integrity. It's good to be a carrier of the glory of God. You'll be, fa- you'll be a father to kings. Another king will get there and say, Daniel, please, I need you. Another king will get there and say, Daniel, please, I need you. Don't forget there was Nebuchadnezzar. Don't forget there was Belshazzar. Don't forget there was Darius. Don't forget that there was another one after. Amen. Four kings. Anyway. So from the time the command to rebuild Jerusalem is given till the time the anointed one will come, what did he say? There will be seven sets of seven and 62 sets of seven if you add 62 plus seven you have 69 sets of seven but many things took place over that time frame but eventually at the end of the 69th week the Messiah had come the anointed one the word anointed one means Messiah Jerusalem will be rebuilt during that period with streets and strong defenses, despite the perilous times. After this period of strong defenses, after this period of 62 sets of seven, that is after the 69th week, after this period of 62 sets of seven, the anointed one will be killed. Was Jesus not killed by the Jews? This one uses the word killed, yes, but actually he offered himself. He was not murdered. Jesus was not murdered. He gave up his life. But we understand he's the one that Daniel was talking about here. He'll be killed. Appearing to have, appearing to have, appearing to have, appearing. Take note of that. Appearing to have uh, accomplished nothing. He, he died. And so the Jews were saying to the disciples, is that not the end of it? What else? he said he's the savior. He said, destroy this temple and I will rebuild it in three days. He's dead now. What else? Appearing to have accomplished nothing. And a ruler will arise whose armies will destroy the city and the temple. You must be afraid of prophecy. Daniel did not know Jesus. He never met him, but he saw prophetically. He said a ruler will arise who will destroy the city. Do you know when that one took place? When Titus, the Roman general, in AD 70, ransacked Jerusalem. And he destroyed everybody. Daniel saw that again. Hallelujah. You know what? I'm almost saying, <laughs> What have you put yourself into? Because I have so much that I believe the Lord will have us cover. Okay. After this period of 62 sets of seven, the anointed one will be killed, apparently, to have accomplished nothing. And a ruler whose will arise, whose armies will destroy the city and the temple. That happened in AD 70. The end will come with a flood. The end. Now, take note. What we are reading, the end now goes beyond the 70 weeks. The end of that will come with a flood and war. And his mysteries are decreed from that time to the very end. From the time Titus did what he did, we've been having wars and cosmic failures and disturbances. True or false? As we are speaking, some nations are at war. True or false? There has been no dispensation that there has not been war. In actual fact, there was a dispensation when it was called Cold War. How many remember Cold War? Cold War. USSR, Soviet Union, and the U.S. Cold War. Amen. And Cold War began shortly after the Second World War ended. War, war. Second World War started or ended or started after First World War ended. It's been war and war and then cosmic failures, cosmic disturbances. It's just that this our Nigeria. God loves us. Because if we are the ones to be having snowstorms and tornadoes uh, and uh, blizzards uh, and hurricanes uh, and sl- ah ah, just worship. Thank thank God, thank God for His mercy. You know, there's something that people say. I don't know what. Pardon me, Okuwe. I don't know what how to say that in English, but that okube cannot suffer twice you don't understand they said it properly in your reverse section (laughs) you know know I'm a bush boy so you you have to pardon me hallelujah the end will come with a flood and with war and its mysteries are decreed from that time to the very end the ruler will make a treaty with the people for a period of one set of seven now he's beginning to talk about the 70th week He has ended 69th week. The things we are now reading now are things that will take place in the 70th week. 69th week ended when Jesus said it is finished on the cross. And he went back to heaven. And Titus came and did what he did. That was the end of 69th week. In the 70th week. The end will come with the flood and war. And his mysteries are decreed from that time to the very end. The ruler will make a treaty with the people for a period of one set of seven. That's the 70th week. A ruler will arise. He will pretend to be a defender of Holy Land interests. He's called the Antichrist. The Jews will submit to him. But he only has an agreement with them for seven years. Those who are discerning among them who are alive then should remember this prophecy. I don't plan to be alive here. Amen. (laughs) But those who are alive should remember this prophecy. Once he says he wants to enter an agreement with Israel for seven years, they should know they're in the 70th week. And that everything is about to be rounded up. But, before the 70th week begins, the moment the 69th week ended, that's why I said those weeks are not contiguous. Something began. What was it that began? Number one, the Holy Spirit came to earth. and the Holy Spirit began to indwell the hearts of men. In the past, the Holy Spirit will only come upon. Come upon the prophet, come upon the king, come upon the priest. The Holy Spirit and his anointing in the past Was exclusive to those categories of people And those also who had special assignments That they were to give or they were to render Like Bezalel and Oholiab You know Bezalel was the son of Hor That was the Hor of Aaron and Hor No, Bezalel was the son of Uri, the son of Or. Bezalel was the grandson of Hor. You know what Bible history teaches us? Hor was the husband of Miriam. So Hor was Moses' brother-in-law. That's what theology teaches. So all these people are connected. But let's go on. The Holy Spirit came, started indwelling in the hearts of believers to build a house, a spiritual house of believers made up of stones that are spiritual stones with so much power such that we can offer spiritual sacrifices unto God. He now gave us a name which name had always been the church at the end of the 69th week. And not until the church is taken away, the seventieth week cannot kick in. not until the church age ends. The seventieth week that Daniel was talking about can't start. Now he who let it will let until he's taken out of a way. Apostle Paul wrote that. It is the church that is letting.. <laughs> We are very, very important in the scheme and the arrangement of God for this end times. But we don't realize it. If we realize it, we will see church. Why do you think we have this proliferation of churches all over the place? Whether true or false. Don't you know it is because of the age? This age is the interregnum between the end of the 69th week and the commencement of the 70th week. We call it the church age. We are living in the age of a church, and the age of a church is defined by the person of the Holy Spirit and the workings of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! The age of a church is defined by the revelation of the word of God. revelations of the word of God in the church age that we have now no age no dispensation had it because there was no dispensation referred to as the church dispensation till now the Messiah had to come his righteous blood had to be shed; the way to the holiest of all had to be opened the church is the one that stays that lives and dwells in the most holy place under the dispensation of the old Only the high priest could see that place once a year. And when he went in, there was so much cloud, so much smoke from the offerings that he will... And he went in not in faith, but in fear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why I said, let's maximize this season. That's why I said, let's maximize this this age, this dispensation. We matter so much to God. And the devil is doing everything he can do. To deride the church, to talk down on the church, to discourage people from church. So he will be showing you pictures of dysfunction in the church. He'll be showing, when I say the church, I'm talking church universal. He'll be showing you things so that you can hear things that will discourage you. I say, oh, those judges. Last year we were somewhere. And uh, my friend introduced me to his co-in-law. I said, that's Pastor Tolu. He's a pastor, he lives in Nevada. And the guy said, ah, pastor, ah, i serious. He said, ah, I know one pastor in Nevada. And he told a story. Because that day, that guy was drunk. And his 18-year-old son, too, was drunk. Baba was drunk. His son was drunk. His wife also takes alcohol. They have a 21-year-old daughter, too, who takes alcohol. Imagine. And uh, the man said, ah. I used to be a Christian, no? But there's one pastor anybody on there that I, was, I would look after her anytime she's around, you know, and so on. Do the hotel booking, blah, blah, blah. And then she started making some crazy demands from me. And I said, sorry, man. What I can afford, I can do. Because he lives outside the country, you know. For us to get the picture. Anyway, at some point, the lady suggested to him to buy her an equipment from the U.S., To ask his co-in-law to lend him money to buy it for her. That was when his eyes cleared. So his picture of a pastor in Ibadan is that picture. So when he now saw me, he now put me in the frame of that picture. Hey, what about me? Am I the same as that person? No, but that is what the devil has succeeded in doing in our day and time. So when you hear, pa, you remember the news you just read. A supposed pastor somewhere who defiled a 10-year-old girl. So a supposed pastor somewhere who murdered somebody and buried the person in his church and so on and so on. It is because this is the church age and the devil is fighting as hard as he can to make people see the negative side so that they will never see see. Where there is fake It is because there is original If there is no original You can't copy the fake Are we getting it now? Ah. So this is our dispensation Maximize it Our responsibility Know where they are sincere And go there And you that you are looking for Where they are sincere I hope you are sincere because your own truth can be in your body. Pardon my English. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is the church age. So the glory of a church, much more now. The influence of a church, much more now. So that's why you are seeing things happen. You are seeing mega churches all over the place, springing up and so on. Is the age of a church. And guess what? This age has been wound down even fast. The end of a church age will be the glorious rapture of the saints. That is when the church will be taken off. And then the 70th week will come. I, I, I don't want to read further. And not to Because when the 70th week comes, that Antichrist who has deceived Israel into entering an agreement will be faithful to the agreement for the first half, three and a half years. Thereafter, everything. Thereafter, gas. Let me just put it that way. I hope you know what it means for Yahweh to gas. Otherwise, Google it. (laughs) Another thing about the church. The Lord deals with us as the church. He deals with us at the level of assemblies, camps, camp. One church, one camp, one camp. Let me put it this way. You know, or shall I say tent? Let me use the word tent. In a camp, I've been in a camp before. In a camp, there could be several tents. So, when I, when I went for that camp experience that I had, this was in 1973, they put us in tents in contingents. We didn't have 19 states Then, or did we have In 1973, I can't remember Maybe it was 12 states It was 12 states It was 76 that became 19 states And then Later it now became these 36 states uh Anyway, so I think it was 12 states So They put us In tents by contingent Lagos state Western state Because there was Lagos state There was western state There was Midwest. There was East Central and so (laughs) on. State by state. But all of us made up one camp. The body of Christ is one camp. But we have several tents. There's a tent for the Pentecostals. My explanation. Catch my drift. There's a tent for the Anglicans. There's a tent for the Catholics. There's a tent for the Methodists. There's even a tent for the white garment people. I hope you know. (laughs) Many wonders will happen in heaven. Let me get to heaven. Are you a devout worshiper of Jesus? That is your passport and visa to, to heaven. A devout worshiper of Jesus? You know my definition of the word devout. You can say devoted. You are correct. But it is a Yoruba word I want to use to explain the word. A devout worshiper. Hey, No pretense. No. Jesus saw Nathanael. What did he say? When he saw Nathanael? He said a true Israelite. In whom there is no God. He had x-rayed that guy. And he knew who he was. When he x-rays you and I. What does he see about our lives? Are we still together? So back to the point. He sees us as blocks of the church. And that's why you have The revelation of the seven churches In the book of Revelation Chapter 2, chapter 3 Amen But that experience, that encounter Began from chapter 1 So let's read It's another long read I'm serious Revelation chapter 1 I read from verse 10 Who is the owner of the church? Jesus Why and how is he the owner of a church? He shed his blood for her and he bought her with his blood. So Jesus paid the price for the church. He bought the church and you and I are the church. So whose property are we? The property of Jesus. Your car is your property. You start the engine when you want to start it. You switch it off when you want to switch it off. Meaning your car speaks When you want it to speak There are even some cars That are voice activated Many years ago You know I saw one like that I was living in one We got inside the car And the guy said Start engine And the car responded Engine on Uh -uh. I said this is interesting This was 17 years ago I said this is interesting He said put on the radio The car answered Radio on Uh Ah My own, you must press everything. Yes, you understand? You, you. If he doesn't answer first time, you do it second time. And when you hear new, 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 you know, do respond. But you know, your car will not say, you are switching off the engine and say, Oga, I feel like walking. When you get annoyed, you know, there are times electrical faults. You switch off and the engine is still running. You've not used Jalopy before. <laughs> hey, Momoto. There are different kinds of cars. Some, you don't need to start the engine before the thing starts by itself. I had one car like that. Ah, it's just that. And it's because, ah. So I must make sure the gear is always in neutral. Because it's, oh, Lord, yeah. <laughs> it's going. <laughs> so I, I called the wire. I said, what did you do to the car? He said, oh, God, relay, yene, relay, timo, relay, uni, relay, relay, it was the relay. I said, remove it. Remove it. You switch off the engine, it's still running. When that happens, what do you do? Go ahead and remove the battery. Okay, uh-uh. <laughs> you are telling the car, I'm your owner. The battery, I bought it, and I know where the battery is, and I know where the terminals are. Remove it. Misbehave. Some cars say security is bad. The security is bad. So you start, start, start. It's not starting. They say remove the battery. Give it five minutes. Reconnect the battery. Go ahead and start it again. It appears I'm giving some people car tips. (laughs) Uh, So Jesus owns the church. He paid for the church with His blood. He paid for you with His blood. You carry a price tag on your head. The price tag you carry on your head is the price tag of the blood of Jesus. The devil knows it. The demons know it. Hallelujah! I hope you know it. Do you know that you carry a price tag on your head? Do you know that you are bought with a price? The Bible says, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, which belong to God, in other words. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I carry a price tag on my head. It is the price of the blood of Jesus. Tell me something. That price, is it in dollars? Is it in pounds? Is it in euros? Tell me something. Who knows the the, the value of that price? It is valueless. It is priceless. Hallelujah. It is precious. It costs God, his son. That's who you are. Don't forget that. Help me tap your number and say, don't forget. Never forget. When you have bad dreams, remember, you carry a price tag. When things are not working, remember, you carry a price tag. When they reject you and they say, sorry, better luck next time you attend an interview and they turn you back, tell them you carry a price tag. Tell yourself too. It means the best is still coming. It means the best is ahead of you. Do you understand that? Don't you ever accept no as finality. God has something better in mind for you. Otherwise, Jesus, the son of a living God, would not shed his blood for you. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 10. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. This was John the beloved banished to the Isle of Patmos, receiving revelations of things that will happen beyond his time and things that had happened before his time and things that were happened or that were happening during his time, the past, the present, the future. And uh, he was to explain those things using pictures. And representations. So, there's a lot of symbolism in the book of Revelation. And that is why it's called Revelation. Apocalypse. Unveiling, to unveil. The thing is veiled, it's covered. You unveil it, you open it. You shield you. You understand? That's why the Hebrew Bible calls it Iwe Iphiho. It has to be shown you. I'm breaking it down. Hallelujah. So, when you read Revelations and you study it, you must understand the, the star, symbolisms, pictures. Each picture has a meaning. Let's read. And verse 10. So he said, I was in the spirit of the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. Saying, I am Alpha and Omega. Who else can that be except for the Lord? The first and the last, what thou seest. So he was being shown. Write in a book and send it unto who? The seven churches which are in Asia. The seven churches. This picture of the seven churches is used to depict the body of Christ, the church of Jesus Christ, universal. Hello? You know, we said symbolism. That's how Revelations, Apocalypse, was written. Is that okay? So each one of them represents the church and pictures and dispensations and epochs of a church. Okay. What thou is writing a book? Don't forget when we were to start. I said, I will try and make these things as simple as I can. And I did say that there's some bone in it, some drumstick for those who are still upcoming in the Bible. But tell us something. You must be a student of the Bible. It's your inheritance. If, if a will is written and has your name in it and you are a beneficiary under that will, wouldn't you want to know what has been given to you? one preacher said anytime any of his children give birth to children that is anytime a new grandchild arrives himself and his wife will go to the grandchild and say even then you know the grandchild does not know them you say child you are fortunate to be blessed into this family i am your grandfather there is your grandmother um, you are blessed and you are highly favored because we are blessed and we are highly favored and i'm setting up for you a trust fund from today and when you are 21 you'll be able to access it by yourself. So, he will say he will call his accountant and ask the accountant to set up a trust fund. for. So, he said when his first grandson was nine years old, he understood that there's something called trust fund that his grandfather set up for him. He said, every day we'll phone him. That trust fund, hey, pop, that trust fund, when, when am I getting it? He said, you see, when you are 21, you Say ah, that's too far, that's too far, I want it now, he said, no. He said the day the boy turned 21, he started singing, oh happy day, oh happy day, it's a happy day, oh ha-. he said, ah, he said, my trust fund, I'm 21. So he said the boy has been enjoying his trust fund. So when when the boy had another, when he was still nine or so and had another sibling born, the boy told us, he said, love this man. He's a good man, he will give you trust fund. So, the Bible is our will. It contains your inheritance, and you are a stranger to it. What kind of child are you? What kind of child are you? Hey, pastor! All these down knowest, down goes, down wentes. There are Bibles that don't contain down west down wentes, down sees. There are Bibles that you can read. And you understand the English. It's not like lasciviousness. Some of you, that's the only Bible you have. They say lasciviousness. You don't know the meaning and you are reading it. You've been reading it for the past 35 years. They say licentiousness. You've been reading it for the past 35 years. You don't know the meaning. Why not get a simpler translation? And stop deceiving yourself. And know your inheritance. It is your own. Listen, I can know it for you more than you can know it for yourself. Me too. I must know it for myself. Hallelujah. If I decide to give you oil from my own lamp and the bridegroom comes and my lamp is out, you will go in, I will remain outside. God forbid. There are times to be selfish. Read the parable of the ten virgins again. The five wise ones were selfish, yet they were called wise. They say, quickly go to the markets. Knock on Yasilifa's door. She will open to you and sell to you. She, she likes money. But I cannot give you out of my own. You don't trade your spiritual inheritance on the platter of being nice. Who is with me? Oh, let's go back. I'm trying to read this thing. Verse ten. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet, saying, "I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest, write in a book and send it unto the seven churches, it, symbolism of a body of Christ, which are in Asia." So he used Asia so that it would be something John, Apostle John, can be able to relate with. And he listed the churches. Let's count. Unto Ephesus, number one. Somebody say number one. And unto on Smyrna, number number two. And unto Pergamos. Huh. And unto Thyatira. And unto Sardis. And unto Philadelphia. And unto Laodicea. Each of those seven churches typifying the body of Christ today. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. What are those seven golden candlesticks? Those are the representations of each of them. Those churches, the candlesticks stand for the churches, the seven churches, symbols, representations of seven churches. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like the son of man. Who is that? Christ, the head and the controller of the church. In the midst of those seven golden is the owner of his church. He must be allowed room in his church. That's you and I. He was clothed with a garment down to the foot and got about with paps with a golden girdle. That's Christ as king and priest. Kingly robe, priestly robe. His head and his ears were white like wool, talking about length of days, as white as snow, and his eyes were a flame of fire, the one who judges, and his feet like unto fine brass. is humanity that proceeds from his divinity. As if they bond in a furnace, And his voice has the sound of many waters, his majesty. And he had in his right hand seven stars. So the seven golden candlesticks represent the seven churches. Now Christ walking in the midst of the seven churches. And then in his right hand, seven stars. What are those seven stars? The angels of each of those churches. When you say angel, it's good. Some traditions will say messengers. Of each of those churches Some Bible commentaries will say Pastors Of each of those churches There is a voice of Jesus To every local assembly The voice takes the word from the owner of a church And amplifies it to the people. That is why this shepherd-sheep connection is a spiritual connection. Hallelujah. So you must make up your mind which church you want to go. Hallelujah. There is a church for every man. There are churches where Sunday morning like this is isoji and it's good. Because those who are sleeping need to be sojid, you know. They have to wake up. Sunday morning. And we do that for three hours. There's a church church for everybody. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. And some churches, fire of the Holy Ghost upon all the enemies. You've killed all the enemies you should preach to to give their lives to Christ. Once you kill them, forgetting that some of us are our own enemies. Monday morning, when you should go to work. On the prayer mountain. Go to work far. Start your week in Jesus. If you, if you are at work, nine a.m. to nine p.m., and you can't watch it, then when you close, It's always there. Go and watch it. Pastor, why is it ten minutes? Ten minutes? Yet you. Let's do thirty minutes. Allah How do you say that in English? Somebody who has nothing doing. So that your employer will say, What are you doing? I'm praying. But this is office hours. It's very spiritual. It's our pastor. 30 minutes. That, that's your pastor gone. Go serious. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's read on. 13. And in the midst of seven golden. Candlesticks, one like the son of man, Christ the head and controller of the church. Clothed with a garment down to the foot. We've talked about that. Fourteen. His head and his ears were white as wool. We've talked about that. Um, verse fifteen. And his feet like unto fine brass as if they burned in a furnace. And his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars. The pastors or special messengers or angels of each of the seven churches. And out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. Out of his own mouth. And that chapter edged word is what? The word of God. Ephesians 6, take unto you the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So the messengers of each of the churches will speak the words they receive from the one who is the owner of the church. Uh-huh. So that's the word of God. And his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. And amen. And have the keys of hell and death. Write the things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. The things you have seen, past. The things which are, present. The things which shall be hereafter, future. The mystery of the seven seven stars, would thou sowest in my right hand, and the golden seven candlesticks. So that was what chapter two, chapter three was talking about. It was the mystery of the seven stars, the angels, the pastors of each of the churches, and the seven golden candlesticks, the seven churches. Hallelujah. When you dissociate from the body of Christ, you go outside cover. The owner of The church walks in the midst of his church, his eyes like fire, his feet like burnished bronze. He goes up, down, up in the church. He gives words for the angel of his church, for the pastor to declare. We stay under, we receive, we are preserved, we are kept. We keep coming, we keep being changed. We keep coming, we are constantly transformed. We stay away, we begin to disconnect. We stay away, we are like a branch of a tree that is cut off from the tree with some leaves on it. First day, the leaves are still green. Second day, the leaves are still green. By the third day, the leaves become yellowish and brownish. By the fourth day, they become very dark and so on, and uh, the leaves are. wither away, and the tree begins to lose moisture. And before you know it, it becomes dead wood. Never dissociate from church. Now, that's the foundation for chapter 2, chapter 3. And he spoke. Okay, can you bring up chapter 2, verse 1? Let's just see something there. Chapter 2, verse 1. Revelations 2 and 1. Unto the angel, so he now began. And the first church was Ephesus. Unto the angel, or unto the pastor, or unto the messenger of a church in Ephesus, write, This thing said he that d- does what? Holded the seven stars in his right hand. Who walked in the midst of the seven? It was about the seven stars and the seven golden lamp For the seven churches, he did that. There was, an, there was always an assessment for each church. Why come to church? We'll be assessed. So it's like a school. We we'll write mid semester test, we we'll write an exam. Some of us, we even do promotion exam. It's like a school. There will be an assessment. I know your works that you are neither hot nor cold. Assessment will be done. Commendation will be done. You have this that I like. You do not permit that woman, Jezebel, who has an unclean spirit to speak in church. I like that. You are not giving room to the wicked, to the spoilers of the flesh. I like that. Commendation. And then there will be warning. Remember your first love. Return to the place whence you have you are fallen. There'll be warning. So assessment, commendation, warning, and guess what? Rewards also. So he will say, because you have kept the faith, you have access to the tree of life. You'll be clothed with a white garment. You'll be sealed with a name that only Jehovah God knows and so on. You study the revelations to those seven churches. You will see all those things. There's assessment. There's commendation. There are warnings. There are rewards and encouragement. Listen, the same is true in the church. Why come to church today? Assessment is going on. Let's receive commendation for where we have done well. Let's receive warnings. Let's be chastised where we have done wrong so that we can change and let's keep eternity in view. It is only in church you are taught about eternity. Hallelujah. If you listen to radio, I heard that they said on the radio, because the CBN now finally said, banks should work today. So banks are working. So if you leave church today, you can still go to bank. You know? So they said uh, old notes should now be given out. And banks should work Friday, uh, Saturday and Sunday. I saw all the emails. When I saw that of First Bank, I said, this bank. What I saw in First Bank, you know what they said? They said they are working 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Another bank said 9 to 4 p.m. Kilo she First Bank, no? Anyway, this is a church. But you know, Shabi, we are their customers. Abby? Eh? So on the radio, two announcers were talking. Because they lost a colleague because of this cashless whatever. They were very bitter on the radio. That's what I heard. That they said the blood of those innocent people would judge CBN would judge all the people behind this. That they knew that they were still going to reverse this policy. Why did they allow people to die? So on the radio, you might be hearing things like that. People who are bitter. People who are annoyed. People who are angry. But in God's presence, we hear about the kingdom we hear about eternity praise the Lord praise the Lord so church why come to church for fellowship for fellowship we, we come to church for fellowship amen in the presence of God there is fullness of joy at his right hand are pleasures forevermore we fellowship one with the other amen somebody stands here raises a song we sing along and while you are singing the song the scripture comes to you amen I I, I you worship and so on fellowship Iron is sharpening. Iron. Amen. And so a brother is sharpening the countenance of his friend. We come for fellowship. We come for instruction. In church we are taught. In church we are instructed. Amen. Do you know the Holy Ghost is our teacher? He's called uh, Paracletos. He's uh, our comforter, our counselor, our instructor, our advocate. He's our teacher. 1 John 2, it talks about the fact that the Holy Ghost will teach us all things. You will not need that anyone should teach you. But the spirit of truth will teach you all things. What that means is that nobody will deceive you. The Holy Spirit will teach you and let you know the truth. Because the office of a teacher is the office that the Holy Ghost instituted in Ephesians 4.11. Hallelujah. So we come to be instructed. We come for impartation. Hallelujah. We come for impartation. We are imparted. They go from strength to strength. When you are imparted, you are empowered. Psalm 84. Can you bring uh, Psalm 84 and verse 7? up for us yes they go from strength to strength let's read together they go from strength to strength every one of them in Zion appear before God when we appear before God there's an impartation there's a release whether we like it or not as I'm speaking here and as you're receiving there there's a flow that connects us there's a flow that connects us uh, it's not physical hallelujah <laughs> one day you know church church is interesting it was one of our anniversary celebrations A brother did something wrong in church and I placed him on disciplinary measure. What did he do? He slept with a lady that was not his wife and I got to know and I called him and he said he plans to marry her so I should keep quiet. Koriba is not like this. Yes, it's good that you guys plan to marry, but the Bible does not recommend experimentation before you are joined on the altar. Young people, are you listening to me? They are not listening. It's not married people who I expect to answer me, oh? it's those who are not married. Tim, they are listening. You know the two men you are sitting, they are married men. This one a senior citizen said four boys. Ah. <laughs> Amen. You know, so he was annoyed, obviously. And he was annoyed, he didn't take kindly. And I said, listen, see scriptures and so on. So I withdrew him from the choir. Because of that. Place him on this marriage measure. He will come when he wants to come, he will come when he... And this day of anniversary, he came. It was last day of anniversary. A usually preaches on the last day of anniversary. And pastor finished preaching and he began to operate. Say, somebody, there's somebody here. Your pastor corrected you and your pastor was correct. I, honestly, I sat in front. Not here, we were still on the I sat in front and electric current, God's power, it's like electricity, passed from my feet, went behind me. To the back, like three rows behind me. I didn't know that was where the guy sat. Hit him there. He shouted, screamed. The thing left from me to him. Pastor didn't know anything or you learning. Know, any. He just came and he was preached. And he had word of, your pastor was right. You have to listen. You have to ask for forgiveness and so on and so on. And then the flow, when, it was so tangible. As I'm speaking, there's a flow that connects you and I. And you to me, and I to you—you you may not see it, but the day you need to experience it, you'll experience it. But not because of uh, sin, or she you understand? Hallelujah! So they go from shrine to shrine. Every one of them in Zion appear. It's a place of impartation—it's a place of sharing and caring. Church, why come to church? So that your burdens can be shared with someone else. We can take over each other's burdens. Hallelujah. I hope you know that you can write a prayer request and drop it in the prayer boxes. There is a prayer box at the back somewhere. Yes, you can drop, you write your prayer request. On Tuesday, you will be sure they are going to pray over it. Hallelujah. You can send me a personal prayer request, but I'm not a prayer contractor. Before you send me a prayer request, you must have prayed over it. And by the time you are sending, you say, Pastor, I need you to agree with me. If you see me as prayer contractor, then I will say, eh, we are going up the mountain because of your case. Next week. So, a carton of milk, five crates of eggs, and now I ask my wife, what is learning, <laughs> you yeah. know? Christians fool themselves. We are living in the New Testament. You are a child of God. You have access to your father. Call upon him. Lay bare before him. And then walk, walk, walk. People are lazy. They want manna to be falling from heaven. You have and you can't walk. Let me tell your neighbor what that is in Yoruba. Thank you. There's something they call "ole." That's the lazy person. How do you say it? "no point, no point" in English? "Ole, no point, no point." You know. That's 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 a lazy person. That's a lazy person. No, 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 no. Let us bow down our heads and pray. There's caring and sharing. There's instruction going on. There's fellowship going on. You know at the place of fellowship we are changed, we are transformed. Moses went up the mount to receive uh, the tables of testimony. First 40 days, first 40 nights. uh, What had happened? He had changed. Intimacy with God had changed him. It affected him on the outward. Even his physical appearance had changed. The glory was so tangible it had rubbed off on him. The glory of God is the same glory. It doesn't change from the old to the new. Jehovah God, his person is the same from the old to the new. He doesn't change. Thank him for you belong to the church age. Thank him because you matter to him and he has assigned to you his voice. Tell him you receive grace to be in his good books so that when he assesses you, his assessment of you will be in the positive light. And if the Lord has chastised you and given you a warning. Take note of that and tell him you will begin to do his word Even from today Tell him you are sorry Wherever you missed it And receive grace to love the Lord your God And to walk with him all your days In the name of Jesus And maybe you are sick in your body Under the covenant healing is yours Maybe you have lack around you Under the covenant provision is yours Maybe there's so much confusion around you and you don't know what to do. Under the covenant, direction is yours. Can you claim all that is yours under the covenant of grace? If you don't mind, please rise to your feet. Why must you be a slave to sin? Why must you be a slave to Satan? Why must you be a slave to oppression? We are to be slaves unto righteousness. For we are heirs of God and co-heirs with Jesus and so our bodies have been crucified with Christ and we died and our lives are hid with Christ in God wherefore it is no longer I that live, but Christ that liveth in me and the life which I now live in the flesh I live by the faith of a son of God who loved me and gave himself unto me Say, Lord, give me grace to live for you all the days of my life. Give me grace to live for you all the days of my life. Open my eyes into your word, into your ways. Lead me and instruct me by the power of your Holy Spirit. And Some people are here, you must turn your backs to sin. You must turn your backs to sin and tell the Lord I'm going all the way I'm going all the way the cross before me the world behind me I'm going all the way I'm going all the way I turn my back to sin I turn my back to the devil and the works of a devil I'm going all the way I focus on Jesus I focus on Jesus tell the Lord that you know yourself that you should turn your back to sin because you know that you are not living right as I'm speaking you know you are living in sin the Lord does not want any sinner to perish he wants the sinner to repent and be saved such people simply say Lord Jesus accept me forgive me give me a new life he will accept you he will not turn your back he will accept you he will not turn your back just the way Just the way you are. I need someone from the crowd to sing, you're all I want. You're all I want. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. You're all I ever needed. in the U help me in the U and let's sing it together you're all I want Ooh, you're all I want Jesus you're all, all I, want. I want yes Jesus, you're all I want Jesus you're all I ever need I ever need say, you're, you're all, all All eyes shut, please. All heads bowed. You're saying, Pastor, please pray for me. Melo, Melo. You're saying, Pastor, please pray for me. I want my sins forgiven. I want to become a child of God. I know Jesus loves me. And I know I need him To face tomorrow To succeed in life I need him All eyes are shut, All heads about. Just raise your right hand And let me see that I'm praying for you Just raise your right I see I see Two hands there Who else? If you're raising the hand Please raise it This is between you and the Lord It's between you and the Lord Nobody's looking at anybody those hands that are raised place them across your chest place them across your chest and say Lord Jesus I have come to you the lover of my soul you are the one who does not condemn those who come to you rather you accept them and you justify them today Jesus by your blood I receive my justification you are my Lord and my Savior and I receive strength to live above sin I receive grace to live for you all my days Lord I pray for them not one of them will go back I release grace for them to stand and be grounded and rooted in Christ all of their days. I pray that you will flourish in righteousness. I pray that you will be mindful of the price paid over your life as you go through life and no door will ever be shut against you. Thank you Father for it's a new beginning in this life. In Jesus name. Amen. Counselors you know what to do? Let us pray. Let us pray let us pray let us pray you are his property somebody say I am God's property somebody say I am Jesus' property spirit, soul and body I am Jesus' property whatever listen the, the spirit of a believer in Christ is perfect our bodies may not be perfect our minds may not be perfect the mind is the center of intuition, will, and conscience. Oh, sorry. The mind is the center of intellect, will, and emotions. The spirit is the center of the intellect, uh, uh, conscience, intuition, and worship. Thank you. Our spirits are perfect as born-again Christians, but not our minds. And definitely not our bodies because in our bodies at times things are going on it could be malaria it could be an infection it could be a viral infection a fungal infection a parasitic infection i mean things are going on present your body present your mind unto the lord and say lord jesus let your perfection take place in my body my intellect my will my emotions let your perfection take place in my body, every organ, every system in my body, yes, uh, your perfection, touch my body, now pray for your marriage, if you're married, your relationships, uh, your pursuits your in life, uh, your business, if you have one, uh, your profession, your job, uh, your academics, your pursuits, your goals, uh, decree perfection. Perfection. We kept seeing the number seven, seven candlesticks, seven stars, seven angels, seven churches, the seventy weeks, seventy sevens, talking about perfection, 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 perfection. And that means no imperfection in my mind no imperfection in my body no imperfection in my systems my organs my tissues my cells my bones no imperfection in my intellect in my will in my emotions only perfection Jesus in my marriage in my ministry over my children my grandchildren no imperfection Jesus whatever is out of order i command you to fall in line in the name of jesus whatever is out of line i command you to fall in line in the name of jesus the righteous man shall decree a thing and it shall be established unto him whatever is out of line whether over your children over your spouse over your grandchildren command such things to fall in line Whatever is out of line in your business, in your career Command it to fall in line in the name of Jesus Over your pastors, You stay too long on the same spot Command things to fall in line in the name of Jesus Let there be progress Let there be progress Let there be advancement Oh, thank you Jesus oh, thank you Jesus Eyes that see. ears that hear. Hearts that understand what to do. Hearts of wisdom saturated with the fire and the power of the Holy Ghost. We receive today. In the name of Jesus. The men of Isaac lived under the old covenant. And under that covenant, they had an understanding of the times. They were wise. They knew what Israel ought to do. We live in a better day. And because we live in a better day, we access wisdom. Always we know what to do. Never will we be confounded. In the name of Jesus. Let the heavens be open. And let the heavens stay open over our jobs, our careers, our businesses, our ministries, our marriages, our prospects, our dreams, our visions, our goals. Let the heavens be open and let the heavens remain open in the name of Jesus. Give him praise and give him thanks as you take your seats.